Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 11th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace-Based Success or Pursuing Grace-Based Success. You want to be a success? I haven't, I've never met anybody that wants to be a failure, but you're going to pursue success God's way. You are pursuing success by the grace of God for the glory of God. And when you understand that you're not in this thing by yourself, you're, you're not you're not in it alone. You are, you're not trying to make something happen by the sweat of your brow. You're not trying to make everything happen for your life. You're not trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. No, no, no. You are a grace case. The grace of God is on you and in you and with you and for you. When you know that the grace of God goes before you, the favor of God goes before you like a shield, that the Father, our Father through his favor opens doors doors for you that no man can close and closes doors for you that no man can open and you are ready to walk in favor. Put this, I walk in the favor of God. Put that in the chat. I'm walking in the favor of God continually. I put my hands to work and God blesses the work of my hands. God breathes on the, on the projects that I'm involved in. God breathes on my proposals. God breathes on my submissions. God breathes on my resume. God breathes on my application. The favor of God goes before me. I'm not in this thing by myself. It is me and God. It's God and me, and I'm doing it in his name, and I'm doing it for his glory. So this is pursuing grace-based success, part 18. The, and I've been teaching you why you need a prosperous soul. Today, I'm going to give you an example. The example is in the life of Mephibosheth. So we're going to look at the example of the life of Mephibosheth. And as we do, I pray that you really get ready to receive. Listen, what we're going to see in the life of Mephibosheth is an example of the goodness and the grace of God and the favor of God that can go before you like a shield. So get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. Say, say, my life is a grace case. My life is a grace case. When people look at my life, they can say, you know what? That Rick Pina, that's the grace of God. All right. So Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. Let's get through our foundational scriptures this morning. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace when you believed. All you did was receive what God has already provided, eternal life to everyone everywhere through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you did not save yourself. It was a gift from God. All you could do with the gift is receive it. You're not saved by the things that you've done, so you have nothing to boast about. Now, in Christ Jesus, verse 10 says, God has made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So I have work to do. You have work to do. You were not saved to sit. You were saved to serve. <laughs> and so say, I have work to do. I have work to do. These are the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. And for your benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become wisdom itself. So, so now you have access to wisdom from above, right? And Christ 
The Father made us right with God because of Jesus. So now I'm also the righteousness of God by faith and God made us pure and God made us holy and God freed us from sin. And all of that happened because of Jesus and not because of us. So I'm in Jesus. I have access to wisdom. I'm righteous. I'm pure. I'm holy and I'm free from sin. I did nothing. He did everything. Verse 31 says, therefore, you have nothing to boast about. What am I going to boast about? He did everything. My life is all about him. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And so for the last few days, we've also been looking at 3 John 2. 3 John 2 says, beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health in every way, even as your soul prospers. And we've been talking about the importance of having a prosperous soul. Say, I have a prosperous soul. Say that by faith. Put that in the chat. Now, most of you know that I like to teach by both precept and example. I love giving you kingdom principles and precepts, and I do that on a daily basis. But I also like giving you an example because sometimes we need an example for like the light to come on. Like, well, I'm giving you principles and principles and principles and precepts and analogies and illustrations. Sometimes we need an example. And when we get the examples, like, ah, I get it now. And so let me give you an example of the importance of having a prosperous soul. I'm going to deal with the life of Mephibosheth. Now, I thought I was going to deal with him today, but there's too much to cover. So I'm going to deal with Mephibosheth today and also tomorrow. So let me tell you, you may not know who this guy is. Um, and so let me explain. So before David, we know David, you probably know David, before David became king, he spent years in Saul's house and before Saul turned on him and then Saul tried to kill him. Well, while he was there in the palace with the king, um, married to the king's daughter, he actually became very close friends with the king's son, Prince Jonathan, and they developed a close relationship and they developed a covenant one with another. So they made a covenant one with another. Man, I'm going to be with you for life. You're going to be with me for life. And I'm going to, you know, whatever you need, I'm here for you. You're here for me. I'm here for your people. You're here for my people. And they made this covenant. And so they they vowed to always be there for, for, them, for each other and for their respective families. Now, when David became the king, it didn't come without great personal cost. Not only did was he a fugitive for many years, not only did he have multiple opportunities to kill King Saul, but he wouldn't do it. He was like, if the Lord is going to make me king, the Lord is going to have to make me king. And so he did. But the day that King Saul died, his son Jonathan died as well. And so David became the king, but Saul and Jonathan both died in the process. So one day when he's ruling as the king, David is like, boom, it just dawned on him that, hey, remember, I have a covenant with Jonathan. So he has his staff. He says, is there anyone left from Saul's family that I may be able to show them some kindness in honor of Jonathan? Now, Jonathan is not here, but I have a covenant with Jonathan. So if there's anyone that's left from the family, I would like as the king to show them some kindness. I would like as because I'm a king, I can do whatever I want. Oh, glory. I'm telling you, God is a king. God is not a president or prime minister. God has no checks or balances. God is a king and he can show us kindness whenever he wants. So he says, I want to show kindness to anybody that's left because of Jonathan. Now, one of the older servants that were there, they remembered they were they were there. They were old enough to re remember. And they said, hey, Mr. Mr. King. Yes. Tell me. Well, there's a boy. He's still alive. He's Jonathan's son. 
but he's lame. What do you mean he's lame? Well, when the word came, and she tells him the story, when the word came to the palace that King Saul had died and Jonathan was dead, then everybody started scurrying to just get out of the palace. And, and, and the little boy, his name is Mephibosheth, he was being cared for by his nanny. And when everybody was running, you know, here and there, the nanny in her haste was running with the boy and she dropped him. And when he fell to the ground, both of his feet were broken and actually he never recovered and he became lame. And so now he can't walk and they took him over to Gilead and he's living in a city called a town called Lodabar. And interestingly enough, Lodabar means a place of no pasture or a barren place. So here you have a little boy that was born as an heir to the throne. And and he was born with a silver spoon in his life, uh, uh, a silver spoon in his mouth, but he was dropped by life. And he wound up living in Lodabar. And so when David heard this, um, he commanded his servants, go get him. And, and he said, go get him and bring him here. Now, Mephibosheth, remember, Mephibosheth was born in the palace and he was comfortable around royalty before, but now he's been living in Lodabar for years. And this is why you got to have a prosperous soul. He came, came and stood before the king and he bowed down deeply. He was abasing himself, the Bible says. He was honoring King David, but he was abasing himself. And, and David said, Mephibosheth. He said, yes, sir. He said, come on, man, don't be afraid. I'd like to do something for you. Listen, I, I want to do something for you in, in honor or in memory of your father, Jonathan. Jonathan and I, man, we were down like four flat tires. I mean, that was my boy. So to begin with, this is what I want to do for you, son. I, I'm returning to you all the properties of your grandfather, Saul. Furthermore, see, because I'm a, I'm a king. I'm not a president. I'm not a prime minister. I can't be checked by Congress. I'm a king. I could do whatever I want. I could just give you stuff. I'm telling you, God is a king. You got to be ready when your breakthrough comes. He says, I'm just going to give it to you. I'm, you're not earning it. You're not deserving it. I'm just going to give it. I'm going to give you all the property. I'm giving it back to you. Furthermore, from now on, I want you to eat all your meals at the king's table. From now on, you are going to take all your meals, three meals a day. You're going to eat it at the king's table. You're not going to, listen, I, I know life has been difficult for you, but your life has changed. Now, why? Because I'm showing you favor because of the relationship that I had with your father. King David wanted to be a blessing to Mephibosheth, a tremendous blessing, but the former prince was not ready to receive. Why? Because he didn't have a prosperous soul anymore. This is why you got to have a prosperous soul. Instead of accepting the blessing, Mephibosheth knelt down again. And he said something sad. He said, and unfortunately, a lot of people say stuff like this to God. He said, um, why should you care about me? He said, I am worth no more than a dead dog. Think about what he said. He said, you, you want to give me stuff? Why? Why should you care about me? I am worth no more than a dead dog. If you're driving and you see a dead dog on the side of the road, I'm, I'm worth no more than that. That's how he saw himself. 
And, and, and the reason why this is important to me, this is really important to me, is because when I came to God, because of the way I was raised and because of the way Isabella was raised, not that we were not loved and not that we didn't have dreams. I'm just telling you the reality of life. We were like the lowest of the low. And so when God wants to do something in our life and God, God would tell me this stuff and God would give me these dreams, I would say to God, why? Why would you want to do that with me? I didn't understand it, man. I, I didn't understand the goodness of God. I, I didn't understand. Isabella and I have had a poverty mindset. We have we had a poverty spirit. And, and 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 God was trying to do stuff with us and in us and through us and for us. And we didn't have a prosperous soul. So what I'm teaching you, I'm not teaching you something I read. I'm not teaching you something I, I watched in a movie. I'm telling you, this is life for me. This is this is real deal. This is this is this is stuff that I've lived. Mephibosheth was like, why would you even want to do that for me? Like, who am I? Now, thankfully, I've been delivered from that mindset. But I pray that you get delivered from that mindset as well. I'm going to deal with Mephibosheth today and tomorrow. What does this mean for you today? And I felt that. I have five things to share with you in this morning. Let me try to get through them. All right? All right, number one. Don't judge your future by your past. I tell you that all the time. Don't let your history hold you back from your destiny. Don't do it. Don't judge. Listen, that's what Isabella and I used to do. Man, God, why? Why would you want to do? I mean, who am I? Like, who am I? Why would you want to do that with me? I don't, I don't, I, oh my God, for real? Like for me preaching, you want me to preach? I don't know anybody in my family. Like, you want me to preach the gospel? Like, who am I to do that? And, you know, anyway, God had to deal with me. All right. So we serve a God who blesses us by grace. This is why I teach the grace life so much. He blesses us by, by grace, the grace life. Um, grace is unearned, y'all. Is unearned, is unmerited, is undeserved. So that being the case, we must continually be ready for what God wants to do in our lives because one word from God, say one word, one word from God can change your situation forever. One word. I mean, that's all I need is one word. One move on the chessboard of my life, like God can make one move and, and my life could be changed forever. God, one act of favor. I'm telling you, you are just one move away. All you need is one act of favor, one act of kindness from God. For God to say, hey, I want to show kindness to you. Why? Because I want to do it. And not, not that you earned it, Mephibosheth was like, I didn't do anything. It was like, yeah, I know you didn't do it. I just want to do it. I'm the king. One move. I'm saying one thing. He, God can take you from failure to victory in one move. I mean, one decision, one open door. God is more than capable of blessing us. But in many cases, we have to let go. Say, I let go in order to lay hold. Say, I let go in order to lay hold. Mephibosheth needed to let go of Lodabar in order to lay hold of the blessing, to lay hold of the palace. And he was like, no, no, I'm about to give you some stuff. I'm, a, I'm doing it for you. But he was still, mindset was, was formed in Lodabar. And sometimes you got to let go so you can lay hold. Sometimes you can't lay hold of what God is trying to give you. Why? Because you're still holding on to your past. You have to let it go. Say, I let it go. And listen, Mephibosheth almost messed up. He was like, no, 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 Mr. King, I, I can't receive that. He's like, no, stop. Don't, 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 don't reject what God is trying to release in your life. <clears throat> the king was trying to give him something. But he was, he almost messed up. Why? Because of his mindset. Learn from Mephibosheth. Be open. Say, I'm open. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, I am open. Be open to whatever God wants to do in your life because one word, one word, one move can change your found. life forever. Number two. God is not through with you. Say, God is not through with me. God is not through. If there's air, 
whew, still flowing through your lungs. If there's blood still flowing through your veins, then God is not through with you. Mephibosheth was born as an heir to the throne. He was raised in opulence, right? He was he was he was programmed to think like royalty. But then his life came crashing down. He woke up one morning, he was an orphan. He couldn't walk anymore. And he was living in Lodabar. He was, he was an orphan. He lost his family. He lost his inheritance. And he lost his ability to walk. And he was being raised in a place of no pasture, in a barren place. And all of that shaped his mindset. So I want you to know that like Mephibosheth, maybe you have, Brother Pena, you don't know. You don't know what's happened to me. You know, I, I've been through some traumatic things in my life. I don't need you to tell me. Maybe you've been through some unpleasant and unfortunate events. You don't understand, Brother Pena, this happened to me. You don't understand, Brother Pena, that happened to me. Listen, okay, I don't know. I, I, and I may not understand because maybe I've never been through what you've been through. But I know this, you're still here. Say, I'm still here. Come on now. If you're still here, that's that's evidence that God is not through with you. You're still here. Maybe, maybe you may be like when when, when Jeremiah went down uh, uh, to the potter's house and he looked at the wheel and the potter looked down and the Bible says that he he saw the vessel and it was marred. He didn't like it. He smashed it, but he then he made it again. Say, you may be still on the wheel. You may be marred but you're still destined. You, you may be damaged, but you're still destined. You're still on the wheel. God is still working with you. Listen, I don't know what happened to you. Maybe it was unpleasant. Maybe, maybe it was unfortunate. Maybe, maybe it was all jacked up, but you're still here. And if you're still here, God is not through with you. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. I speak life and blessing over you. Greater is coming for you. Number three is never too late for God. While well, Mephibosheth lived in Lodabar, I'm sure... He and his friends, you know, they kind of reminisced over the good old times. You know, hey, remember when we were in the palace? Man, remember the food, dude? Oh, my God. Remember chef such and such? Oh, my God. He would, and he would make me that little cake. Like, he always just made those cookies for me. Like, I mean, like, he made my, oh, my God. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And so so he, he would reminisce. He had no idea that this breakthrough was coming, but the breakthrough came. It, it wasn't too late for, for Mephibosheth, and it's not too late for you. One word, say one word. All I need is one word. All I need is one word from God, and God can turn it around. Listen, that's why you got to live with this mindset. Here's the mindset. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be either, and God is not through with me. So I will continually remain open, say open, to what God wants to do in, with, and through my life. And so when people read my life story, God is going to be the star on every page. Say amen to that. Number four, a prosperous soul keeps your heart ready to receive. Say, I'm ready. You got to be ready to receive. Wouldn't it be a shame for God to offer you a breakthrough? A breakthrough that would change your life forever. Only to have you turn it down because you can't see yourself walking in it. What, what, what if God is trying, and listen, Isabella and I, it, it would take God sometimes like, I'm, I'm being honest, I'm being transparent. It's not like, like I, I'm teaching you stuff, but, but I'm, try, I'm teaching you because I've been through this, right? Like there's been plenty of times where God wanted to bless us, but we were not ready to receive it on that level. And it took us some time. Not, it took time, not because God wasn't ready. We weren't ready. And it took time for us to believe 
on the level that God was trying to release. And so, so here you have this man, he almost turned down the blessing. He, turned, he was trying to reject what the king was trying to release. Why? Because he wasn't ready. He didn't have a prosperous soul. But a prosperous soul keeps you open. A prosperous soul is always ready to receive. Favor, watch this, favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. Let me say that again. Favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. There's some things that you could never, you could work 80 hours a week for the rest of your life and not be able to earn what God can give you in a minute. Think about that. There's, there's some things in your life that God wants to do that you can never earn, that, that you will never be able to work your way there. But God is just saying, I just want you to believe. I, I'm trying to give you some stuff. I, I'm, I'm talking about the favor of God will give you some stuff. And so he's like, no, I just want you. You got to be open. Say, Lord, I'm open. Mephibosheth didn't have a prosperous soul. So he wasn't ready when his turnaround came. He was not mentally in a position. He was not in a mental space to receive. My question is, are you? This is why I'm teaching, and I want you to have great mental health. I want you to have a prosperous soul. Why? Because one word from God is all you need. But when that word comes, you got to be ready. Say, I'm ready. If God approaches you today, today, and he's ready to give you what you've been praying for, are you ready to receive it, though? And what if God wants to give you something you haven't been praying for? Mephibosheth wasn't praying. Mephibosheth never thought in a thousand years that he was going to go back to the palace. Mephibosheth never thought in a thousand years that he was going to get his property back, his land back. None of that. Not in a thousand years. So what if God gives you what you've been praying for? You ready? What, what if God wants to give you stuff that you didn't even pray for? And God says, I just want to do it because I'm a king and I want to give you. I, I want to bless you. A prosperous soul is always ready to recognize God and is always ready to receive. You receive by faith what God is releasing by grace. Say amen to that. And then number five, last point for today. And tomorrow I'm going to deal with this again. God will honor the prayers of your ancestors. God will honor the prayers of your ancestors. Mephibosheth was blessed because of a covenant that his father made. Although his father was dead, the covenant remained. Although his father was dead, the covenant outlived Jonathan. Jonathan made a covenant while he was alive and then he was dead, but the covenant outlived him. I'm telling you that, listen, you, you have parents and you have grandparents. Maybe you have parents and grandparents that have gone on to be with the Lord. Just know this. If they're not here, if you have a grandparent or a parent that's no longer with us, they may be dead, but their prayers are not. Say their prayers are not dead. Come on, I'm telling you. I'm telling you something I know. God will honor the prayers, your prayers, to the second and third generation. This also means that God will honor the prayers of your parents and grandparents, those that went before you, whether they're here or not. This series is, a, is about success. So I need to point out that a portion of your success has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I need to point out to you that a, a portion of your success has nothing to do with you or your relationship with God. It may simply come down to the prayers of your parents and your grandparents, the prayers that they prayed, the seeds that they sowed, the, the, what they did in faith before you. I am convinced, like I know this. I mean, I know this to be a fact. I mean, the Lord has shown me, the Holy Spirit played this out for me like a movie. I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. There's a show now on, on CBS called East New York. And, 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 and in the show... Uh, they're talking about the 74th precinct, which is a notional uh, precinct, but the real precinct is the 75, is the 75th precinct. And, and uh, East New York, Brooklyn, 
was, I hate my sister doesn't like when I say this, was the murder capital of the murder capital of the United States in the 70s and the 80s. And I grew up there. And I am convinced, I know this to be a fact. The Lord showed me that he spared me through many times. I was shot at with a sawed-off shotgun. I had a 357 Magnum placed in my head when I was 11 years old. I had knives to my throat, box cutters to my throat. All of this stuff happened when I was a little kid trying to grow up in life. And I was shielded and protected by the prayers of my mother and my grandmother. Further, the missionary work that we do in the Dominican Republic is in line with what my grandmother used to do. My, my grandmother on my father's side, she was a praying woman. One night I got up and I went uh, to go use the bathroom. And, uh, and, and it wasn't like, uh, it was a bathroom like, you know, peeing in a pot kind of thing. I had to pee in the pot. But anyway, when I was going to pee in the pot, uh, my grandmother's house, I saw my grandmother in a rocking chair talking to an angel. As a little kid, I saw this with my own eyes. I saw my grandmother talking to an angel. It was pitch dark. And then, you know, in the room, when I came out, that light was lit up by the angel. And I saw my grandmother. She was a praying woman. My grandmother used to feed the prisoners in my hometown of La Vega, Dominican Republic. And I didn't even know it. Years later, we're doing missionary work. The Lord, you know, is, is on my heart. Hey, let's go feed the prisoners. And so we started feeding prisoners in our hometown. We just fed them in, in September. We fed the prisoners and we do this every year in September in my hometown. And I didn't even know it. And the, and the, the Holy Spirit reminded me when they, Hey, you know what you're doing, what your grandmother did and your grandmother, you're, you're continuing the legacy. You're doing this. You thought you wanted to do it. No, it was in your heart to do it because your grandmother did it. And she prayed for this to happen. And so, so you are living out the, the prayers of your grandmother. My point is that sometimes we enjoy blessings like Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth did nothing. This was all because of his father who was dead. But sometimes we receive the blessing because of our bloodline and we don't even know it. So you got to be ready to receive the blessing when the blessing comes. Man, I'm, I got to talk more about this tomorrow. I'm not done, but that's enough for today. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know that this is a good message. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen in the chat. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I am growing in grace by growing in the knowledge of you. Mephibosheth did nothing to earn or deserve the blessing that David gave him. It all came to him by grace. All Mephibosheth needed to do was receive it. But it was hard for him to receive it because he saw himself as a dead dog. I learned from this story and I prepare myself to receive from you. No matter what happens to me and no matter how difficult my past has been, I refuse to judge my future by my past. I refuse to allow my history to keep me from my destiny. I develop a prosperous soul. My heart is open to receive. You can bless me richly, Father, because I'm ready to receive the blessing with a level of grace and gratitude that is required to keep me humble. I won't allow the blessing to keep me from the blessor. So I'm here, Father. I'm ready to receive. I let go of my past so I can lay hold of my future greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. 
to get the notes. Todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Go into the chat right now. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. This was a good message. And tomorrow, I'm going to continue to flow in this vein. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.